Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast, the show for women who want to develop a kinder relationship with their body so you can feel healthy, happy, and confident without restricting food, doing torturous exercise, or constantly worrying about the number on the scale. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, size inclusive fitness specialist and certified non diet health and life coach specializing in body image. This podcast is here to provide weight neutral, health at every size aligned information and coaching on sustainable habits and mindset shifts so you can feel your very best in the body you have right now. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Hey there, and welcome to the Joyful Movement Show. This is episode 57, and we're talking today all about navigating the holidays without food stress. And on that note, happy belated Thanksgiving to all of our American friends. I hope that you've had a wonderful holiday celebrating with those that you love. Here in Canada, of course, our Thanksgiving was back in October. But no matter where you live, it seems that the end of November is kind of the kickoff to the holiday season. From now till January 1st, no matter what you celebrate, there's no shortage of parties, events, and you guessed it, food. And understandably, that can be pretty stressful, and it's no wonder that the diet industry uses that to their advantage. We all know that January 1st is diet culture's favorite day, and they love to prey on our weaknesses, knowing that many of us feel guilty and ashamed after five or six weeks of holiday celebration. So for this episode, it's my goal to equip you with some really practical tools to navigate the season with confidence and self-compassion so that you can, first of all, avoid all that guilt and shame in the first place, and secondly, not fall prey to the new year, new you marketing. Because if you've done that once, you've probably done it lots of times, and I think we all know how it usually ends up with feeling more guilt and shame when you, quote, fail at yet another diet. But before we get into that, I just want to let you know that I will be taking a wee podcast break for the month of December. So this will be our last new episode for 2021, but I'll be replaying some old favorites throughout December, so there'll still be things for you to listen to. I'll be back first thing in the new year for season two, and we'll be talking all about goal setting and sharing mindset tips so that you can go into 2022 confident and determined, ready to make this your year. The year that you say yes to living your best life by committing to accept yourself exactly as you are and say no more to restricting food and punitive exercise, but rather to use food and movement as a way to care for your body and commit to showing your body the respect it deserves. On that note, I am in the process of planning topics and finding guests for the first part of the year. So if you have any burning questions or topics you'd like covered or people you'd love to hear from, whether returning guests or new ones, please send those my way as I do this podcast for you. So I love to have your suggestions and feedback about what you want to hear about. All right, so let's get on with the show here. If you've been following along for the month of November, you'll know we've been veering away from the movement side of things and chatting more about food and eating this month. So if you're tuning into the podcast for the first time, or if you've missed any of the last four episodes, I really recommend going back and listening to them first, as many of the teachings and strategies that I shared in those episodes will apply to today's talk about navigating the holidays so that you don't feel the need to participate in a New Year's Reset. 
To recap, back on episode 53, we talked all about why it's so hard to eat healthy, and I put that in air quotes, even though you really want to, and how the harder we try to control ourselves and stick to only the so-called good foods, the more out of control we feel when we do allow ourselves to indulge. That episode is a really important one to revisit if you haven't heard it already, or maybe even if you just need a refresher, because it's very relevant to today's topic. Much of what we'll be discussing today centers around that binge-restrict cycle that I taught in episode 53. Then in episode 54, I introduced you to intuitive eating and explained how it can help you break that cycle by learning to trust your body to call the shots tuning in to your hunger, fullness, and satisfaction cues to help you make body-respecting choices that help you feel and function your best. Then in episode 55, I talked through some of the concerns and fears women have when starting intuitive eating, and that ties in well with today's topic too, because one of the biggest fears is that if we give ourselves unconditional permission to eat, we'll eat way too much and we'll only eat the things that we consider to be bad foods or also that we'll gain weight. So episode 55 helps to reframe those fears. And then last week, we heard from a client of mine, Stacy, who shared her own journey with intuitive eating and how it has liberated her from a 20-year-plus dieting career. It's always helpful to hear from someone who's been there, and Stacy has a really relatable way about her. So I've equipped you with a lot of education and tips and strategies already, and maybe you're starting to see how restricting food is keeping you on a vicious all-or-nothing cycle of swinging between being, quote, good or on a plan and going right off the rails. Maybe you get it conceptually, and you can see how it would benefit you to give yourself unconditional permission to eat. Maybe you're already starting to practice loosening up on the restriction and tuning into your body to tell you how much you need to eat and when. But on the other hand, we're about to enter into a season that's really busy, potentially stressful for a number of reasons, and everywhere we turn, there's going to be food and drinks in abundance and all kinds of yummy things that you maybe don't have on a regular basis either. So if the concept of intuitive eating and trusting your body is new to you, The temptation to eat might feel really strong and constant, and it would be normal to question whether you can really trust yourself around food during the holiday season. So, you know, I get why your natural instinct might be to try managing all this temptation by placing rules or conditions around your eating. There is so much shame and stigma attached to holiday weight gain, well, weight gain in general, I mean, we are supposed to eat and drink and celebrate and be polite by eating everyone's homemade goodies, but what's the number one thing you'll hear as everyone's enjoying all this holiday food? Well, we better enjoy it now. The diet starts January 1st. Or, I better be careful. I'm going to have to pay for this later. I mean, you cannot escape the diet talk. It's everywhere, and it reinforces the belief we already hold that it's not okay to eat what you want, and it's not okay to gain weight. And let's be honest, none of us wants to set weight loss as a New Year's resolution. We all know what that entails, and we don't at all want to start the year off on a diet, killing ourselves at the gym. I mean, be really honest with yourself. If that's what you wanted, if that's the way you wanted to live your life, you'd already be doing it. So knowing how drudgerous it will be to, quote, pay for our holiday transgressions, 
it absolutely makes sense that we would try to avoid all that by behaving ourselves over the holidays. So I'm here today to validate that first concern. Nobody wants to set weight loss as their New Year's resolution. It's so freaking cliche. And I'm so over the New Year, New You BS, like I just can't even. And I felt that way long before I even knew what diet culture was. As a fitness professional, I always felt icky about the marketing that takes place this time of year and how it plays on people's insecurities. And I mean, we know it doesn't work. Like statistics show that there's a huge spike in gym attendance that first week in January. Most gyms see an increase of 30 to 50 percent attendance in January. That's why this is such a huge opportunity for the fitness industry. They rely on that revenue. But... 80% of those new people stop coming by the second week of February. So the gym or whoever is doing the marketing has made their money, but the consumer is left back at square one. So none of us want to be that statistic and hence the strong temptation to keep our eating and our weight under control over the holidays. And I totally get this. I don't want you to be that statistic either. I'd love nothing more than for you to just roll out of bed on January 1st like any other day and just intentionally live your life making solid body respecting choices just like on every other day of the year. But let's talk about how this desire to quote be good over the holidays works against us and ends us up in exactly the position we don't want to be in, falling victim to the first New Year's challenge you see on January 1st because you're just so ashamed of how you let yourself go over the holidays. It all starts by making a vow. This year, it'll be different. This year, I'll be good. And then we make a plan for ourselves, thinking that having some rules or structure to follow will help us with our self-discipline. I'll eat well all through the week, Maybe I should download an app even to track my calories to make sure that I can afford some treats at the party and I don't go over. I'll be sure to exercise every day and on the days that there's an event, I'll do an extra bit of HIIT training and really watch my calories to make sure that I'm good for the event. I'll even plan to stay on track by bringing some good healthy options to the party so I can eat mostly that and not be tempted by the other foods. Good. I'm all set. Got my plan and I'm committed. But then you go and you're surrounded by all this food and all these people that maybe you don't really know that well and it's awkward and uncomfortable. So you have a drink or two and a couple nibbles to calm your anxiety and that leads into more nibbles. Or maybe you're having a great time and you really enjoy the company, but everyone else is digging into the food and enjoying some drinks and talking about how good everything is and they're offering it to you. And of course, you don't want to be rude. So you have some. And as the night goes on, you kind of just find yourself nibbling away mindlessly because the food is there. And then you kind of lose track of how much you've eaten. But the next morning comes and you're enjoying your coffee, trying to do a mental recall of all the food that you had, tracking it all in your app. And then you begin to realize that you had way more calories than you budgeted for, even considering the extra exercise and being careful all week long. And you're flooded with guilt and shame. What is wrong with me? I had a plan. Why did I do that? Why can't I say no? Obviously, I don't care that much about myself. Obviously, I have no sense of discipline or commitment. I guess there's not much point in caring now, is there? 
So then you go completely all or nothing and decide to just take a what the hell attitude for the rest of the holidays. All bets are off now. You ditch the tracking. I'm actually in favor of that decision. Forget all about exercising or being mindful at all about what you're eating and just figure you'll deal with it later. Because, of course, this will be easier to deal with come January 1st. And that's how it happens. That's how we end up in that vulnerable state, making that New Year's resolution that we swore we wouldn't make. We think that we tried our very best, but there's got to be something wrong with us that we failed and have no willpower. And therefore, we have to make up for this and get ourselves under control as quickly as possible once the new year starts. But my friend, I need you to know that this can all be avoided. You can enjoy the holidays and the food that's around you without guilt and shame and without being all or nothing and without taking the what the hell attitude. This holiday situation is exactly what we've been talking about these last few weeks. It's really no different. It's just a lot more intense because of the abundance of food, the added stress and emotion that we're feeling, and the lack of mindfulness we generally have at this time, and the nonstop diet talk that we are hearing from our peers and also the media. But that cycle of restriction is exactly the same. And the reason we tend to go so far in the other direction is because we've been trying so hard to be good. The more we restrict, the tighter the restriction, the greater the desire to overindulge. So how then can we get through the holidays without being so all or nothing and without feeling so out of control about our eating? Well, I've got a few strategies for you. Now, y'all know that I'm a mindset person, so I really believe that anytime we want to make a behavior change, it starts in our mind with the thoughts we think. Our thoughts create our feelings, and that's what determines our behavior. So in order for any of the strategies I suggest to work, you first got to cultivate a mindset that allows you to feel calm and confident around food. But before we can even do that, we have to become aware of the thoughts we currently hold that are leading us to feel anxious and stressed about holiday eating and what we're believing that makes us restrict food in the first place. So my first piece of advice to you would be to journal through your thoughts about the holidays and about your eating habits during this time. What are you afraid of when it comes to holiday eating? Are you worried that you don't have any self-control? Are you afraid someone might judge what you eat or how your body looks? Are you afraid you'll gain weight? What will that mean about you? Just download all of your thoughts about yourself and food and the holidays. Then be honest about how those thoughts make you feel. Are they causing stress and anxiety? Are you approaching the holidays from a fear-based mindset or a love-based mindset? How do you want to feel this holiday season as you celebrate? Are these thoughts that you're thinking now allowing you to feel the way you want to feel? How is it serving you to hold your current beliefs? If you want to feel calmer and more peaceful around food, how can you think about yourself and food that will make you feel calm? I encourage you to come up with thoughts of your own, but I'd suggest something like, I know that restriction will result in backlash eating. I'm learning to be compassionate to myself and to trust my body. Over the holidays, I choose to be mindful and present and to make body respecting choices. So once you've created that empowering mindset and feel calm and centered, 
then you can try these strategies to help you eat normally throughout the holidays. My number one piece of advice is to keep up your self-care. And I'm not talking about going to the spa. I mean basic self-care like getting enough sleep, eating regularly throughout the day, staying hydrated, moving your body regularly, and managing your stress. It's no joke. The holidays are a busy time and the mental burden of remembering everything, planning all the events, the cooking, the baking, doing the shopping, and all that extra stuff usually falls on us women. Now that's a mindset or a thought system in itself that we think we have to do it all and it has to be perfect. And I definitely recommend challenging that belief Because what ends up happening when we think this way is we tend to prioritize everyone else's needs and the to-do list over ourselves. All those other things seem way more important than our own needs, and so we neglect ourselves. And here's the thing. We are a lot more likely to eat when we're not hungry if our basic needs are not being met. Food will provide an energy boost or that temporary sense of comfort and pleasure that we're lacking if we feel depleted. So number one is to put taking care of yourself back on your to-do list. Make sure that you eat enough throughout the day, that you get some water into you, that you prioritize sleep, move your body in ways that you enjoy, and do what you can to reduce stress whether that's to delegate out responsibilities or say no to some things or to ask for help. It's really important to protect your energy and your physical and mental resources so that you can actually enjoy the holidays yourself. So second piece of advice is mindfulness. Mindfulness is your friend. Much of the eating that we do around the holidays is what we call non-attuned eating. In other words, we're eating just because food is available or because people are pressuring us to try it or even because we're feeling intense or uncomfortable emotions. But we're generally not present with our senses and our body's cues. So my second piece of advice to you is to become more mindful as you eat and your breath is your most powerful tool. Before eating, you can simply take a couple of deep breaths to recenter yourself. Take a brief moment to be present with your feelings and what you're sensing in your body and ask yourself what you need and desire in this moment. We call that creating the gap and it can really help reduce the mindless eating by becoming aware of how you feel. So then when you do eat, eat mindfully. Employ the three S's. We've shared this on the show before, which is to eat slowly Eat sensually, employ all five of your senses, and savor the food. Slowing down and really tasting and experiencing the food will help you tune into your body to let you know if you actually want to keep eating or not. Which leads into my third strategy, which is to give yourself permission to eat and permission not to. So remember that you get to call the shots about what you want to eat and what you don't. You can eat any food you want. In whatever quantity, you don't owe anyone an explanation. If anyone comments on what you're eating, you can politely tell them that it's none of their business what you eat, or you can simply ignore them or say something like, yeah, it's delicious, you should try it. You can also say no to food for any reason. You don't have to eat something just because it's there. You don't have to eat something if it doesn't appeal to you or you're not hungry, no matter 
who made it or how good everyone says it is. If you don't want it for any reason, you don't have to eat it. You can say something like, I'm sure it's delicious, but I'm really just full right now. Or simply, no thank you, works great. And my last strategy for you today is self-compassion. Make a promise to yourself that you will be kind to you over the holidays. So you know what? If you go to a party and you revert to old habits and maybe eat past fullness and satisfaction, show yourself some grace. Rather than punishing yourself by eating less the next day or exercising intensely to pay it off, just say to yourself, huh, I missed the mark last night. I didn't listen to my body and now it's letting me know. Thank you, body, for communicating to me how you like to feel. I'm going to keep trying. All right, so to recap, those four strategies, again, that you can employ are one, keep up the self-care. Number two, practice mindfulness. Eat slowly, use your senses, and savor the food. Strategy three, give yourself permission to eat or not to. You are the boss of your body. And strategy four, self-compassion. So important. So I really hope that you found this episode and these strategies helpful and that the things that we've been talking about all month have got you thinking about food in a whole new way. I really do love this podcast platform and that I can offer people some education and strategies here for free. But I also want to let you know that if you struggle to implement the suggestions I give here on the show, that's normal. It's not as simple as just flicking a switch. At least it sure wasn't for me. Changing our behaviors is a huge undertaking, and honestly, it's impossible unless you address the underlying thoughts and beliefs. Our thoughts create our feelings, and all the action we take in life comes from how we feel. So if we're holding on to thoughts that something's wrong with us, or we're a failure because we can't stick to anything, or because of how we look or what we weigh, if we question our worth or our value at all, then you're going to feel discouraged, hopeless, or ashamed, and it'll be impossible to make lasting change. And that's where having the support of a coach can make all the difference. And all of my coaching programs have mindset at the heart. This is what I do. I teach my clients how to identify and transform those limiting beliefs to see their innate worth so that then they can create the thoughts that will allow them to feel differently about themselves and make the change they truly desire. So if that's you and you want to make your New Year's resolution to stop making New Year's resolutions, in other words, you're ready to move past diet culture and learn to accept your body and begin to do the work that's required to find that confidence and freedom you desire, then I encourage you to reach out to me. You can book a call on my website and we'll have a face-to-face -face chat about how I can best support you. Okay, so that is it for today and for 2021. I want to wish all of you a very happy holiday season that is filled with peace and joy and wonderful memories made. My wish for all of you is that you'll see the gift that you are and just how amazing you are today exactly as you are and that in 2022, you'll step into more of you and share your greatness with the world. So I'll see you back here at January 3rd with a fresh new season. In the meantime, stick around because I've got some classic episodes to inspire you throughout December. 
As always, I love to connect. So say hello over on social media. I'm at Radiant Vitality Wellness or visit my website to learn more about how we can work together, www.radiantvitality.ca. So be well, happy holidays, and here's to your Radiant Vitality. Thanks for tuning into the Power in Motion podcast today. If you love what you're learning here, then I invite you to take the next step of embodying these concepts into your own life so that you can live your healthiest, happiest life and never again feel held back by your body. Coaching is the fastest, most efficient pathway to taking what you know in your head to actually applying it and seeing results. Whether you're looking to make changes around movement, food, body image, or all three, I'm here to help you nurture a kind, respectful, and trusting relationship with your body so you can feel your very best. Click the link in the show notes to book a free consultation and together we'll uncover what's getting in the way of you having the results you want. You'll leave this call knowing exactly what you need to work on and together we'll explore whether one of my coaching offers is a good fit for you. I can't wait to meet you.